is the What the actual is that? Massive big black cat. Now when I say massive, it's bigger than a dog. Holy Because I'd heard loads of you know, reports from around our area of big cats around, but never ever seen one of these beasts myself. So it was like, oh, I've seen one of the big cats at last. Seeing is believing, and I have no proof of what I saw that day other than what I can describe. It was huge. It was like the weightlifter of cats. Welcome to Big Cat Conversations. We speak directly to people who've encountered one of Britain's big cats. We also discuss the bigger picture. I'm Rick Minter, and thanks for joining me. Welcome to episode 57 of Big Cat Conversations. We promised you a Gloucestershire guest. He is coming soon, but this time Ireland has jumped the queue because on 1st of August, just gone, there was a sighting, including a video snippet, of a possible black panther, a black leopard perhaps, near Wexford in the Republic of Ireland. You have just heard the astonished reaction of the witness as he noticed the animal, grabbed his phone camera and started filming. You can see a still photo taken from the video on our website under episode 57. So, we are delighted that La, who had the sighting, can join us at short notice in what has been a whirlwind of a week for him, because we're recording this discussion five days after the event. La, thanks for coming on the show and welcome. No bother, thank you for having me on. La, your head must be spinning with all the reaction that a video clip of a possible big cat can bring, even though it's not as clear as you and everyone would like, but of course it gives us lots of talking points. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know if anyone else has the experiences. You're kind of going through your mind, like, did I really experience that? And you know, like, because it's kind of like that shock. It's like a shock to your system. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, listening to a couple of other podcasts there, I probably would have been skeptical in the past of things like this until I've seen this myself. And now it's just like, it's just blown it up like completely for me, you know? We can forgive the colourful language. Obviously, we bleeped out <laughs> those words, but I think yeah. we can all uh, imagine how you felt because it does make it feel very sort of real and at the moment. So in a way, you've, you've answered the first sort of point because we often say this to the guests, you know, before the sighting, had you heard of big cats being possibly loose in the country? And if so, had you any views on the matter? Well, first of all, had you heard of big cats probably being wild in Ireland at all? To be honest with you, no. I've probably, I think when I was, like years ago when I was a kid, I think I seen something in the paper of, of something up the north of Ireland. But it's not something I would have um, kind of come across down here at all. Like As soon as this all happened and I kind of was over, the, not over the shock of it because I'm still a little bit kind of, what the hell. But um, I was, you know, I went straight onto Facebook looking for these groups because I was just like, no one else is going to go without seeing this cat is what I'm thinking. Like, So I went onto the Facebook group and found that group, the Irish one, which the name escapes me right now in my head. 
put um, a great bunch of people on that group. Like really, you know, I, I, I sent a private message first of all because I was a little bit nervous of putting stuff on Facebook because, you know, I didn't know what way it would go. But when I was talking on Facebook, I think a woman, Annie, sent me a message back straight away saying, oh, look, you know, here to support you and all the rest of it. And, which was great. And there was a couple of lads, other, other lads I hadn't actually put the, I didn't actually put the video up or the, the picture up. I kind of put up a question about a force. that was kind of feeling my way around it. Like, has anyone else experienced that around here in Wexford, like kind of area? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm still, it's still like reliving in my mind, like what happened, like, you know, it's, it's mad. It's madness. It's so nice to hear that a Facebook group like that which was almost set up. It's one of the reasons they're set up. But of course, if there's no action, they have to review past stuff and, and discuss other issues. But as soon as there's action like you provided, you know, in a way they can move into support and give you ideas and give you moral support. It's so nice to hear your reaction that that worked. That's the system working, isn't it? Yeah, oh, definitely. And, and the one thing I found really good about it as well was I privately sent my footage to one guy, a uh, lovely guy, Jim. Um, he's from Dublin here. He wasn't jumping on it and saying, that's a cat, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. He kind of said, oh, the video's not that clear. I'm going to send it to a friend of mine to get analysis. He has a lab or something in Dublin, I think. Um, and I says, yeah, yeah, no bother, man. That's, that'd be great Like if someone could put it up and, and have exactly, you know, zoom in on it properly because I wouldn't have the technology to do it. And then he came back and said that his, his friend had confirmed that it's definitely a big cat. He had put it up on a 65-inch screen, I think. And then we had sent, um, my brother actually had screenshotted, just randomly screenshotted the video at, at the point where you could see it most. And I think my own partner was a little bit skeptical until she saw that. And she saw that and she was like, oh my God, yeah, that's definitely a cat. Like, And in terms of size comparison, like the next day, now, I would be skeptical to the point where if someone said, I've seen a big cat in a field, I would say, if you didn't know range of you know of, of distance, like if you didn't, if you could, if you weren't good at calculating distance, now rightly or wrongly, there's people on this podcast probably won't agree, but I do a little bit of shooting, very odd bit, a few rabbits here and there. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd often and I'd more go out just for the walk. We'd walk for a few miles in the fields nearby here, um, and it's just fields everywhere, and it's a nice walk, and you'd see foxes, and you'd sit and just kind of look at them going through and going on their way, like. So I know the difference of the size of a fox or something like that and the movement of an animal in a field like you know you, you wouldn't just mistake oh that's a tomcat and it's uh it looks uh there was an old father ted joke here years ago this is small and that's far away like it's, it's so anyone that'll be listening will probably be laughing at that, that know what i'm talking about no i'd have a good idea of the size of an animal in a field when i seen this and, and my partner said jesus that's definitely a cat like and it was actually, that's when she was like really interested then because she was like, you know, she'd be more, she'd be very straight, like, you know, <laughs> straight out. But she said, well, that would explain the helicopter flying over lately. And I says, well, I didn't actually, it didn't twig with me at all. But there's actually been a helicopter flying over here for a few days before and after that. A little privately owned red helicopter. And I'm kind of thinking we'd never seen that before. And it was kind of not circling, but it was going over this field back and forth. There's a small little village I live in, so at the back of us is all hills and fields. I personally, my view on it as well, my view on it is that it's after getting out somewhere. I don't know if it's living, or maybe I'm wrong, like, but I just got the, the feeling and the vibe. And I remember I listened to one of your podcasts there, one of the girls was on, and she had said that she was with her two dogs, and something just told her to look over her shoulder at the, you know, and she saw, I can't remember that girl's name, but, 
but it was weird because I had that similar sort of feeling and sense that, you know, when I came in into the kitchen here, I have a seven foot window that looks out into the into the fields, like basically, and I was went to the sink. And I normally, if there's a dog, the very odd time to be a dog in that field, our dogs would go mad, so you'd know about it. We've two dogs here. I kind of looked, glanced up, seeing what I thought at the start was a, a black dog, because I could kind of there's kind of bushes and it's kind of like you could sort of half see through it, like. And then I thought to myself, that's not a dog, like. Looked up and it's, the color struck me straight away. It was like this black that you wouldn't see on an animal that you'd be used to seeing. The intensity of the black. Yes, and the tail is the biggest thing. I still have shivers down my spine. Like when it, the tail just stood up, almost kind of curled, and then like kind of flicked. And that was when I was like, oh shit. Like I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and from that distance, because seeing the tail from that distance. Oh no! The, no, the picture I sent you is is after I got my phone. So he was only about fifty uh, yards away from me. Oh, okay. So let's say I look out my back window and I look kind of slightly to the right of where I'm looking out. Just that's kind of like the middle of the field, let's say. But by the time this this is the other thing that struck me. By the time I grabbed my phone, and you'll see it in the video, I was jumping over the dog and everything at the back door to get out to get out and jump. And I jumped up onto the sleepers to give me a bit of because the level the split level garden here. So by the time I'd done that, that's why the video I'd say is so bad, because I was actually looking, I had the video, I had the, the camera on, but I was kind of looking to see, I was like, where did it go? Like I was thinking, because it, it went across a massive field in seconds, and it wasn't like it labored across, it just like it glided across that field, like it was crazy, like. Yeah, that's part of their locomotion, they, they look like they're on a conveyor belt sometimes, don't they? Yeah, and I still shivers now, it was just like... Another animal would be laboured and sort of hopping and I don't know, it just it just glided across that field. And then I eventually got it on the camera because I was looking at it going, oh my God, you can see me, you can see it in the video saying that. And I could probably see it much clearer than on the camera, obviously. Um, and I could see it then. It's like, now to me, I listened to some of the podcasts that you had there in the last couple of days. I didn't get to miss, listen to them all. I'm looking forward to listening to them all. But people were saying, the cat was calm a lot of them uh, there was a guy in a taxi said he was this was calm and it looked at him and another girl said it was calm and that this didn't seem calm to me now personally this big cat seemed stressed oh that's interesting yeah because i was that's the one thing when i was listening to a couple i got a couple of minutes to, to listen to like kind of clippets of some of their podcasts and some of them all it seemed to be the trend of people saying they were quite calm animal and then it would just jump away and that would be it this looked like it was got this vibe off that it was it was a male cat that was um stressed and a little bit possibly aggressive because it was going backwards and forwards at one step well when you filmed it wasn't it going backwards and forwards yeah but that's what it was doing when i first looked out at it too it was like it was kind of going pacing like in kind of almost a circular motion like and then when i picked up the phone almost like it probably knew or it sensed or something that I was I was looking at or watching or something. It just moved across that field. By the time, the couple of seconds it took me to get out, it had moved across that field uh, like lightning. Then when I when I was looking at it, again, it was kind of like pacing up and down, like a stressed pace up and down. Like Then you see it on the video there in the clip. It's t- I'm raging about the footage of it as well. But it, 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 you can see it going off down into the bottom corner of the field. 
Now down there, there's all there's a big massive stream that runs along that tree line. Mm-hmm. But we went down. It, you could see there's just a, a couple of acres of trees there at the back of a hurling pitch. Probably maybe about two acres where you just can't get in. You wouldn't walk through it easily, like you know. Now we went down because a lot of the lads and stuff were that message me were saying oh you need to get a size comparison you need to get see if there's any prints and yeah we found one my brother found one that looked like a print uh, so we took a picture of that i don't know if i don't think i sent that to you but it was just one kind of paw we, we kind of put his hand beside it now whether it is or not i don't know like it's hard to say like it's not very clear okay but uh yeah it's just mad what an intense experience and it does seem a little bit different from the norm so we'll explore some of those points in a minute Let's start with the photo. It's great that um, Jim, I think, is one of the admins for the group. One of his uh, colleagues yeah. was able to do that analysis of the the footage. What I would say is that's a blob, but it's a good blob, isn't it? You can see it's distant. You see it's a cat. It's a yeah. You can see the long tail, thick long tail. You can see the small head. You can see the long body, and you can see lack of collar. So all of those are ticking boxes for a cat, you yeah. know, a big bulky cat. So if you can do some kind of scale reference on that, I mean, I think from the video you can get the impression that it's a big bulky animal. Yeah, we we did a bit of a size kind of an analysis, but what we did was I had to bring the rifle with me in case I did jump out. We brought the German Shepherd dog and we brought the rifle down to that part of the field. But my partner took the pictures so you could kind of, it was kind of a little bit more to the right, but at the same distance. I'll send it on to you actually. And you can see like the German Shepherd, the length of the German Shepherd and this other, this cat is just, it's almost like half the German Shepherd again in length like a little bit lower down maybe and just just a really long animal like it's just oh i'm getting like it's mad like it's crazy like it's interesting that you made the assumption it was a male is that is that be just because of the scale of it to be honest i wouldn't know cats it was actually one of the lads i will mention in the group had said to me I, i'm 100 percent that that's a black panther he said to me so i wouldn't know the difference between a leopard a you know i just wouldn't know cats like you know it wouldn't be a thing so uh, like it was just that someone had said that to me um and then when i kind of googled it after i was like oh jeez that is that's like the animal i seen now in saying that when i googled them the one i saw and the one that i googled the one that i googled looked bigger like heavier like you know more muscular the biggest thing about this feature is the color of it the length of it and the big massive tail on it is was the biggest thing that I was I took from it. Like, you know, it's something that you wouldn't see. Like, it's just not not what you see. And then the movement of it was just like, nah, this is this is mental. Like, you know, it strikes me though that although you th- you're saying you got the sense it might have been a bit stressed and bothered, it could still mm. be a wild one though, especially if it was fairly slim. Would you say it was slim and healthy and fit? Yes, yeah, and you could see like big enough paws on it as well. You, not that you could closely see paws, and especially not in the footage. But it just you knew by it like this was just you know some solid, solid. Now I need to go off and probably do more googling on which cats that it could be. I didn't have a chance lately with the last few days. Been mental here. And when we went down there as well, Rick, we went down to the to the fields, and obviously we we're looking for sort of signs and. Obviously, you could see like little trail mark going going down into where the stream is. Now that could be a dog or anything, but our dog went down sniffing and all the rest of it. But you could see—I don't know if this is a normal thing as well—but there was like 
branches snapped, little branches snapped off a couple of the trees. And this is a field that there wouldn't be many people in. You know, there wouldn't be anyone going through that field, really. Like, What about the German Shepherd's reaction? Sometimes dogs and horses and you know, local animals do pick up the vibes of a cat around. There was, like, for a while there, the dogs would go ballistic at night time. And, and came, like, the German Shepherd would run to the back wall and she would just be pacing, like, had pacing up and down and, and jumping up on the wall. It's not a high wall. Jumping on the wall, like, the, our back wall's only a couple of feet high, like, you know, and then there's a ditch behind it. And she'd be jumping up and she'd be going ballistic, like, you know, we'd be doing the usual going out and giving out, like. But um, there was a couple of nights there where she really was, like, you know, she was going mad for ages. Now, that could be anything. Never even thought that it could be, you know. But in saying that, Rick, when this big cat was out there, she was quiet. It was like she didn't know. Okay. That was the strange thing. So you feel it was stealthy enough and wind direction wasn't um, detect- making your dog detect anything. So it was just quiet and, and the dog didn't pick it up, which can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was just sitting. The dog was just lying at the back door. Say that this was part of the territorial route of this cat and it had done it before or it might do it again because... It is just a wild cat and it's got a territory and this is part of the route, albeit not very often travelled. What would take it through there? Are there deer or rabbits or is there a reason that a wild cat like that would travel that way from time to time, do you think? Right, so there's no there's no deer that I know of around here. Okay. And there'd be quite a few houses, man. This is why it's strange. There'd be quite a few houses kind of like, you know, on their own, around, in and around. As I look out at that video... To the left, there's a couple of houses, like further on down. And you can see in the distance, there's probably, there's a house as well, one house on its own. The only thing that I see, there'll be quite a lot of rabbits and stuff like that around. And then there's the stream there and stuff like that. And it kind of goes into a valley. And to be honest, without naming the area too much, because I know you're kind of thing a little bit on that, you don't want to, you know. But where we are is there's kind of a historical place at the back of me that I look onto. And on that is it's a massive big hill basically, um, and when you go up there, it's it's really really high, and you look down um, on the other side of it. Let's say you just it's just fields for miles, like and there's a forest and stuff like that. So on this side of the hill, though, it's a little bit more like you'd have cows in the field, you'd mm-hmm. have stuff like this. Now that being said, we spoke to the farmers recently, who were saying there was a lot of sheep getting taken. Now this is on. This is probably about three or four miles from where my house is, where we do a little bit of shooting. So we'd go in and just pop a few rabbits every now and again. He would say like, "Oh, if you see a fox, hit one." Now I personally wouldn't want to hit a fox, but um, but they'd be saying to you, "Oh, get rid of them foxes in here. They're destroying the place. You know, they're they're eating everything in here." And they reckon there's a there, there's a big increase in foxes. Now that being said, we've seen a lot of foxes up there lately as well. But like we'd often be, I never would have thought about a big cat because we'd often be walking through these fields where you can see for miles and you never, like it would be in the evening times, in the morning time, you'd never see anything like this. So to have it right outside, I know a few people, I listened to a couple of podcasts and a couple of people were, were almost happy. Ah, it's lovely that it's there and I wouldn't want anyone coming along and shooting it. Now I wouldn't want anyone coming along and shooting it either. Mm. But at the same time, I'm a little bit worried with the kids here we have a 12-year-old and a 1-year-old, and I'm kind of, I'm not easy about it now. I'm not yeah. settled. Like, you know, this was like our home where we are 100% safe. 
look, I know I listen to a few and, and a few people have advised me saying, look, don't worry, they don't they don't go for humans and uh, you know that sort of thing. But a wood, like after seeing it, you're kind of going when you see it up up close, like I did, you're thinking to yourself, you would as a human would not have a chance if that thing came running at you, like. Like, this is mad. Like, that, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> I'm looking at it going, you know, if you got attacked by a badger, or, yeah, or a fox came at you, or, you know, you, you'd say to yourself, right, you'd have a bit of, or even a dog. Like, even if, if my German Shepherd came at me, I'd have, she'd be a very big German Shepherd, by the way. I'd be confident that I could handle her. Like, but this thing, I just, all my confidence out the window. If that thing jumped up on the wall here now, like, it's locked the doors. It's, it's, this is, this is, like, that's why I'm a little bit worried, like, the hair stands up on your neck because like we used to leave, you know, if, 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 if the young lad was, uh, the baby was asleep, you know, in the cooler and went hot weather there a few weeks ago, we'd leave the buggy outside while we're sta- sitting inside watching them. Like, you know, that's out the window now. I won't be doing that. Like, no, I know I'm probably just have not, I'm not educated enough on the big cats, but it has left me a bit rattled, to be honest. I think people can understand that. You have seen the, yeah. the, a large carnivore walking wild, you know, 50 metres from the back of your house where you've got two young kids. The evidence is that in their native countries, these animals very, very rarely proactively turn on humans. In Britain and Ireland, it's reckoned we've had them for decades. Okay, not in big numbers, yeah. but, you know, where's the evidence that, you know, they've been proactively hassling humans? Yeah, that's what you've got to weigh up. But of course, you, you know, you you've just sensed the capabilities of it, haven't you? From a good viewing of it, it could be me thinking, you know, baby's only one, and and you're in defensive mode almost all the time, like with your baby inside. Um, it could be that in me. Yeah, sure. But even if, to be honest with you, if I was in one of the fields where I have my rifle in my hand and I can see for miles. I'd still be looking at this thing going, oh, I don't, I'm not taking a shot at this thing because if it comes at you, do you know? Incidentally, your rifle wouldn't have the calibre to take it down anyway, presumably. Absolutely, it wouldn't. <laughs> it's only a twenty-two. like It's only for shooting rabbits. Like It would just antagonise it, presumably, if you took a shot at it. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate the people that were on your podcast that were saying, like, you know, and respect, like they were saying, oh, it's a beautiful animal. It is. What I saw was an unbelievable animal. Beautiful. And to be honest with you, like when you see, like, not, not that I've seen too many, but if you see them in the zoo and stuff, they look a bit kind of, obviously, a completely different circumstance, but they kind of look lazy and they look a bit lethargic and they're kind of just moving around. This thing was just, it was like, it was unbelievable. Like, you know, it was, it, you knew, like you said at the start there, it was, the best way I could say it is athletic. Like, this is ready to go. Like, this is not messing about here. Like, <laughs> You sensed its power and its capability. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I was saying to my neighbour actually, I was telling her, and I said, and she was kind of saying, "Oh, there's a couple of people laughing about you in the in the because I said it in the WhatsApp group of the little neighbourhood that we have here. There's only about twenty houses in this cul-de-sac, and I said, just be careful, just in case, and, and if anyone see because I wanted to see that anyone else see something or they know someone that's seen something and no one believed them. Um, so I was kind of wanted to put it out there a little bit, but a couple of people kind of laughing and having a laugh, and my neighbour was sort of saying, "No, no, no, I, I believe you." Like I said, "Look, I don't care if if no one believes me, but it, you know, at least I've said it to them." And there's only a matter of time, in my opinion. What I saw the other day, it's only a matter of time before someone sees that animal again around here, because there's plenty, plenty of people around. And this is not going to be a mistake when you see this. It's not going to be, oh, was that a tomcat I saw? 
there's a tomcat that is that comes in and out of the garden here. It's a big tomcat. It's different. It's a different. It's in a different league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be 20, 30 miles away now and never come back yes. on that route again. And so people will never be able to verify it for you with a confirmed verified sighting from a neighbour. But also the point you're getting about different reactions, some people scoffing, some people backing you up, some people open-minded. You know, that happens all over the place. You know, There's been recent sightings in residential areas south of Edinburgh where the, the local WhatsApp or neighbourhood Facebook groups have been discussing sightings some people have seen them other people can't believe it and are too astonished yeah you know all kinds of different reactions wendy from lincolnshire when she went around all her neighbors talking about it again the same but at least these people like you felt that they've done their duty as a neighbor resident citizen telling people and they can make their own minds up yeah but at least you did get a, a photo We'll relive the photo bit in a minute, but I just want to quickly review this helicopter because this helicopter thing, of course, it could be, La, that it's a complete coincidence. Presumably, they would have a an aerial camera. Lots of helicopters now have got inbuilt cameras. Yeah. But the thing about a helicopter is the noise would disturb it and make it run off or lay low. They they don't you know they don't wouldn't like the the clattering thundering noise of a helicopter. This helicopter, I had actually forgotten about it with the whole drama of everything else going on with this. I had forgotten about the helicopter. But the day previous to this, we were in the garden here and um, a helicopter flew over to the right of us and was gone for a couple of minutes and then came back over again, that same sort of field. And it it wasn't hovering over our house, but it was uh, kind of slowing down, if that makes sense, but still sort of. And it was up a good bit, but it's one of these small little private helicopters. And went over. And then I think Ines seen it then later on in the day. And then the next day, the day I saw the big cat, it was out that day as well. And then the day after as well, it was out. And we've never seen this helicopter. And when I said, I won't mention who, but there's a someone I know, I won't, I'll be very careful how I word this, but she would be, how do I put it? She would have worked on exotic pets in the past in Ireland let's say. And when I told her, because I said, listen, I need your, your advice on this, like, she laughed and she said to me, 100%, I believe it, because she would know of situations where people would have been called to go and help some of these pets, but it's kept on the down low and stuff like that. And also, like, you know, there is people, as she had said, there is people in this country that owned these big cats and they can't, when they go missing, and this is why, like, you probably think it's wild, and, and, but this is why I'm, like, I was kind of going on that side of things because she was kind of saying when they go missing, they can't even report them because they'll get into trouble. So they kind of go out, and she said that's why that's, that, that situation with the helicopter could be significant because it could be someone that's lost their pet, basically, uh, and they're out looking for it. It could be that incident, or maybe not, you know? Okay, well, I'm open-minded, La. That is a very interesting take on it, and I certainly am open-minded. And uh, yeah. uh, That's a very interesting dimension t- to it. We, we must remember that, you know, they can still escape. We tend to think that all the ones that are seen are wild and know their, know their place, you know, because they're confident. It's still a possibility that ones have got out recently. So when you say it looked stressed, did it look a little bit out of sorts and not confident about its surroundings? 
Yes, this is why now I'm kind of I'm probably contradicting myself slightly in the way that I say that this is really athletic, but yet it could be from someone's private, you know, little zoo out there back. You know, if they have a load of land or something. But what I gathered from it was now maybe me reading the situation, but it was kind of circling as I said. And when it moved, and it's like that sixth sense or something that that girl was talking about, and that really struck a chord with me. Like, so she got this thing to look around, and it just happened to be behind her. Like, she got this, like, as if someone was watching her. Like, I think the animal got that from me and just went across that field. But when it got over there, I was still watching it for a few seconds. You've seen the video where I'm, like, kind of in shock going, oh, my God. This thing, it looked like it was stressed. It looked like it was kind of going up and down, kind of pacing up and down, pacing up and down, and then went down into the corner of the field. Now, going down into the corner of the field would be exactly where you would expect it to go because that's where the, the most trees are, and the, the stream kind of uh, sort of widens at that point, I think, as well. So in my mind, maybe it's just me not being able to comprehend the the one that's wild you know that it hasn't been seen or hasn't been taken up on footage yet because i'm i'm skeptical to the sense that i'm like i'm after been looking at this animal how has it not been caught on camera like i'm like going how in this day and age i'm still very open-minded about your scenario of it being a recent release or a recent escape yeah what I would say to you about your surprise at how blatant it was and how you feel, how come you're the only person who's seen it and surely somebody else should have, that is quite common in daytime sightings from witnesses. A lot of people say, a good proportion of witnesses say, I'm surprised nobody else has, uh, hasn't has mentioned they've seen it. Of course, some people may have seen it but kept undercover because it's they fear <laughs> yeah. ridicule and you're seeing how sort of awkward it is, actually, as a witness, you know, putting their head above the, above the parapet, as it were. But it may be, you know, that you've got to take that into consideration. It's rare, actually, for people to see them so blatant, but they can be blatant sometimes in daylight sightings and especially the black yeah. the black we've heard other people on this podcast say how much the black in some situations stands out of course in a woodland or at the edge of a woodland or in scrub it doesn't stand out but against a green field or a cut yes. dry field in summer they really it really does stand out yeah and it, and, and that was a big i still have it i know i'm going on and on about it like but I'm, I'm like a kid after seeing something like, <laughs> i'm just like the color really and the tail just like boom it's just embedded into my mind it's something it's as someone else was saying to me just you so like so, some of the things that happened to you over the years but like i'm like kind of going nothing like this has ever happened i've never seen anything like this to have this story like it, to tell your grandchildren almost i know it's real cliche but it's mad like because not many people have seen it but like that's I'm, I'm going mad now to get a camera because I'd love to get proper footage of it. Just uh, and I would love to do it because I'm the type of person that would love to sicken the people who, who didn't believe you. Like you know, the closer it is and the more profound and vivid the experience is, it's the more dedicated people are the witnesses to sort of prove it and get better evidence and i think you're coming across as somebody like that and of course you you know the day before if somebody said you're going to see a big cat tomorrow it'll change your life a bit you'd probably completely scoff at that and think what a load of nonsense can we relive the situation when you first noticed it and then went for the camera to go through that take a couple of minutes to just tell us what happened obviously we've heard the clip and the audio 
So how long had you seen it before you reached for the camera? And then what did you do? I, to be honest, as I came in, I was coming in, I said, coming into the sink, I put my phone down on the counter to the right-hand side, came into the sink, saw something, possibly in my mind, probably saw a dog, and then I thought, no, that's not, that's not the dog. Like, look back up, and in order for me to clearly see, I had to actually step back from the sink, if that makes sense, and stand up tall, because I could see kind of higher over the ditch, like, mm-hmm. and I was looking at it, for what seemed like about a minute, but it was probably only maybe about 10 seconds. And I looked at it and I was just like, I think my brain just went into like, it goes into like an overdrive of, this is not normal. What is, you know, what, your brain is trying to process this. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, And then like that too, everything just, I got shivers. I mean, like I just, me spine, I was just shivers down my spine looking at this. And, oh my God, I have to get this. And I grabbed my phone going through then you know taking the, the lock off and took it off and when i held you can see it in the video i held it up as i did that i could see the shift in the, the like the cat had shifted from the position it was in i knew that it moved over to the right because i could see it glance over some of the black glance over through the the long grass set let's say that's in the ditch here and and then i was like oh, i'm not going to be able to see this now because it's going down the hill at this point so that's when I decided, right, I need to get out and look at it. So I ran out, ran outside, jumped over the dog, ran outside, jumped up on, we put probably four layers of sleepers and like a flower bed. So we jumped up on top of that and looked over. And as I said before, this was moving. Like this animal was like, and that's when you can hear the, the, the language and all from me. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? At that point, I was looking at the field and I looked at the phone and I could see in the phone that I wasn't seeing what I'm looking at. It was just wasn't clear enough. And that's when I, I kind of zoomed in and I started lost it for a second. And I zoomed in. And in case anyone's watching it, you can see the post. And to the left of the post, you can see you can see him pacing up and down. And like that too, the tail, like you, you can see, like it was just so obvious, like this big, massive, thick tail, like. And again, as I say, it's just it gives you shivers. Like, but it was just just pacing up and down when it got over there, and it can, you can see that quite clearly on the video. And then it goes off down to the right hand side, obviously, and it kind of dips down, so I couldn't see it anymore from where I was with the trees in my way and stuff. And that was it. Like, how long was the whole? How long was the whole thing happen? Yeah. Um, I think the video I got was a minute, so I'd say probably maybe the two minute mark or thereabouts the whole thing and what stage did you think it was a cat first of all you thought it was a big black animal did you and not but not a dog at what stage did you think wow that is like a panther it was you know what when i looked down everything told me that's not a dog like that's you're after seeing something serious here mm. stood back looked up and i realized and this is a massive like exotic this ain't like your normal cat like because it doesn't even look like to be honest in my opinion it doesn't even look like a, a normal cat like it's a massive long animal like with that tail i knew then that what i was looking at was just i didn't know what whether it was a i don't know what cats are what like you know i don't know black leopards or whatever or black panthers i don't know what they are i just know that's something that should be in the zoo like when I'm looking at it. but there was no doubt you you didn't think it was um a llama or a bear no, no. The instant thing was, that is a large cat, not a dog. 
that's one of these cats that, that in my mind, my something's telling me that something's in the zoo. Like that's a cat in the zoo. Like that's not normal. Like it's just your brain was trying to. My brain was trying to process this. Like you know, it's kind of going. This is madness. Like it's hard to describe. Actually, it's very hard to describe. Like it wasn't in any box that your brain could take out and yeah. present. I was kind of like just in this frozen sort of almost going, oh my God, like, and then afterwards, the fear kind of more hit me afterwards. The fear even like of, even like of, like with the German Shepherd here, but we, <laughs> I have a pug and a German Shepherd, the two dogs here. But at the moment, the pug sleeps outside in the summer. Um, and you'd be thinking to yourself, would it, would it have a go if it's living in around this area? Would it have a go at the little dog even like, you know, but from listening to in fairness from everyone in the group have been it's almost like a community like a really decent community of good people where and if i'm going to be straight and honest here because that's that's all i do is like if someone had told me about that group of people before i probably would have said ah they're probably just people that would be into all these conspiracy sort of stuff but they're not they're genuinely good people that have either come across this themselves or know of other things that have happened you know know people that have sightings the one guy actually in wexford as well i won't mention him in case he doesn't want his name but he had messaged me he's not too far from me and he had said he had two sightings in his lifetime so he's just like he says it's the type of thing like that you know you um like people won't believe you but he had seen one when he was a kid on his dad's farm him and his sister had seen one like they watched the parades walking off up into the hills yeah and then he said He's seen one off of a golf course. I won't mention the golf course, but just in case. But uh, he had seen one in a tree in the golf course. And he said he liked that too. And when you speak to someone that, that, that has seen it as well, you're kind of going, that's exactly how I feel. That's how I, the way you're describing that is the way he's seen it. And he doesn't care what anyone says. He knows what he saw. Like, So it was really good to have that. It's kind of nearly like a, almost a support network for people. Cause yeah. And of course, they're relatively recent. A lot of those people who were on the group and elsewhere, when they were witnesses, there weren't you know, networks like this and podcasts and places to review it. So in a way, you're part of a new generation of witnesses who've got an instant support network to give you moral yeah. support and swap notes with. And I think it's maybe that swapping notes, but you can just um, hear that other people have had similar sightings, similar experiences and similar emotional reactions. Yes, You've mentioned a range of emotions. If you could sum up the overriding emotion or list the, the range of emotions that you felt then and you feel now, that would be interesting. Probably at the time, adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, a, and a weird sort of a sixth sense of, how do you describe it? Like that you're, you're in a moment here that is not normal. Like this moment is, um, is something you probably won't experience again and you definitely haven't experienced it before this is all new most this is all new hitting you here and when you see this animal it's like you can't it's, it's hard to process and then i suppose i was shaking after it like kind of for a little while and the, the, the shivers i got but then afterwards a little bit of fear like i said kicked in then because i'm thinking i don't know enough about these and i'm, I'm assuming if that comes in here, as I said to you before, the, the sheer athleticism of it and the when you look at it, you just know as a human, if that came at you, you've no hope. Do you know, that, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me. Like, it's just like, I feel helpless here. 
if that came at me and my child in this garden, uh, you know, there's, there's, that's the biggest thing for me. And I'm probably, uh, there's probably people listening to this that, that love big cats and are probably saying, oh, he's saying all this stuff and it's not a good uh, way to, to project that. But that's, that's me being honest. There's no point in me sugarcoating and saying, oh, I feel, I feel amazing that I've seen this animal. And I do, in a sense, feel that I felt lucky to have seen it, but I still have this fear in me of, I don't know if this because of the way it was pacing. It wasn't like some of the other shows that you've talked about where the animal looks back at you and you're looking at it and that's this moment of, oh my God. And then it kind of flicks its tail and walks off and trots off and jumps over a six foot wall. This was like, I didn't get that sense. I didn't get the sense of peace from it. Again, probably because I'm, I'm only a father recently and maybe my, uh, my uh, protection my own um, fight or flight probably kicked in and said what the hell yeah it's all about circumstances yes yeah exactly so maybe if i was uh, if i was a bit younger and didn't have kids and i seen this i probably would have been a bit more wilder and tried to run after and get more photos of it like you know like i know my younger brother would have like he was like come on we go straight down and i'm like no 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 (laughs) there's no right or wrong about it everybody's reaction is their own reaction from their own situation that's how it is yeah, yes, and it's probably a beautiful animal that'll never harm anyone and probably be amazing to have around. And I'm sure I know by what I'm saying, there's probably people out there that love these animals that probably like going, oh, he hasn't a clue, he's he's, he's slating things, but I'm just giving my thing of how I felt personally because I don't know enough about them. I felt a little bit of fear after thinking, I feel helpless if this comes at me. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they don't seem to regard us as helpless, easy prey, which, of course, we would be. But it doesn't seem to work like that much. Yeah, thank God for that. (laughs) Well, let's put another sort of put you on the spot. Would you like to see it again? Yes, I would like to see it again from a distance. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see it. I'd love to see it in this field again because I want to get I'd love to get more footage of it. I'd love to be able to say, now, look. Now, even the, the footage I got, people are saying that's the best footage I've seen. That's clear as, as you like. But just for the, for people to, to really, to show them, like, this is out there. You may slag it all you want and whatever you want to say about it, like, but this is actually, this is here. Like, this is, I've seen this. It's not an illusion. It's not, and what I was going to say to you earlier was if, if the only other things i would have ever listened to about i've never i've never come across your podcast thankfully i have now but the only time i would have heard about cats was i'd listen to a lot of joe rogan podcasts oh yeah and he would have been talking about bobcats in his garden and attacking his dogs and stuff like that so maybe that's why i have this perception of if this thing was to come in and attack you. Do you know that kind of way? Because I would have been listening to, to the likes of Joe Rogan about... Okay, well, Joe Rogan had a Black Panther on his land. He lives in Texas, I think, doesn't he? Uh, for listeners who don't know Joe Rogan, I mean, Joe Rogan runs the most, I think, listened to podcast in the world. And he interviews politicians, celebrities, all kinds. And he's got a great in-your-face style that people like. And there are sightings of released pets or black uh, mountain lions or we we've had a, an american guest from texas who's written a book on the uh, out of place big cat sightings in america and funny enough i'm going to be on an american podcast discussing big cats with that guy so that's michael mays author of shadow cats joe rogan had one of those black panthers on his land he reckons and it, uh, he he claimed it was on a 
trail camera on his land. I haven't seen that footage. That was about June, I think it was, just, you know, a few weeks ago. So maybe that's what you heard. It wasn't actually, I'd be going down the rabbit hole and watching that tonight. I didn't, um, I, I would have seen one that he would have spoke about maybe a couple, it was before he moved to Texas. Oh, okay. And he would have been talking about bobcats coming into his garden. But that's an interesting one. I haven't. He would do a lot of hunting himself as well, actually. Bow hunting and stuff like that as well. I'll send it to you. Send a link. And we'll put it up under this episode. Because it's actually a podcast you can listen to or you can see it uh, visually. So I'll put a link to that little clip when he talks about seeing the Black Panther. He also has a go at the, the wildlife body the official wildlife body for texas that says oh there are no big cats running loose in texas and he says well you know i've got proof there are and i've seen one and people might well believe me now great you're going to do one or two trail cameras because that is the chance of getting up close footage and built more clearer footage yeah what how are you going to do them you you've got a place uh, that you reckon is is that is a good location within the field yeah well, myself now and the brother are eager now to get more footage. So I could put one looking out onto the field from the tree, one of the trees at the back of the house here. And um, that would show me a good kind of area in that field. Or I can put one down to where it went to, into like we were looking down at those trees and there'd be a great area there of where there was a bit of a trail, as I said, where it goes down into the stream. There was like a trail from an animal couldn't tell you what it was but it would be interesting to to put one there to see what's coming in and out of that area that's a kind of natural route that a mammal would take down there going down to the stream that sounds ideal so i'm going to put one there and uh i'll be very disappointed now if i don't if i don't get any other footage like you know i know you've you're on a steep learning curve and, and i know there'll be plenty more yeah. that you have to find out in the coming days but you've probably heard that a and you've probably realized it's a it's very rare for somebody to have the presence of mind to get their mobile phone camera and fire away some footage i can understand that i can definitely understand that like when you're in the shock like of the time it's like, i could definitely understand you're not grabbing the phone yet but of course, yours was absolutely ready to go beside you, wasn't it? So that was lucky. And you were on your own property. It's not like you were sort of on a hike or walking the dog or whatever. It was right to hand. So exactly. that must have helped. It's rare, of course, to get trail camera footage because it's a you know, needle in a haystack or, or you've seen it somewhere, put the trail camera up and it never comes back or the trail cameras run out of batteries the time it might have yeah. come back. You'll never know. Yeah, it's a bit hit and miss, but you've got to try, obviously. Also, La, how difficult was it? Uh, you said that you could see it yourself. You were holding the camera up and realised the camera wasn't getting as good a, a view of it as you were. How difficult was it in terms of the distance away and holding the camera still to get the footage? Do you know what, Rick, right? When I, I knew I was going on this, I was, I was thinking to myself earlier on, I was thinking, this is like, not down, I wouldn't be a very a massive spiritual person or anything like that, but I'm kind of saying to myself, how did it not pick it up clear? Because I was looking at it as clear as day. And I'm kind of going, are we just not supposed to see this? Are we not supposed to have this footage? Like, Because it drives me mad because I'm kind of going, I'm one of these now that I know what I saw. So it would take me a lot to not believe if someone was genuine telling the story. Like, Whereas before I would have been the opposite. I would have been like, ah, I don't know about that. But like, I'm raging with the footage I got because I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, I'm definitely getting this. This is this is crazy. Like, and when you zoom in, it's almost like I don't know some sort of higher power is telling you, "No, you're not to be getting. You're not going to get this. We're going to keep this as a 
<laughs> we're going to keep this this as a I, I don't know it's weird to you're jinxed yeah and even like you were asking about emotion earlier on it was it was a very um it's very it's it's, it's a weird emotion to explain it's, i don't have the words in my vocabulary to explain how i felt at that time it was it was very surreal yeah very surreal that you're looking at this and and it's your brain is kind of i'd say clicking through the thing of am i seeing this right is that real is that something that's playing tricks on you no and you're every time you're looking going no i've definitely seen that no that's without a doubt like yeah no i had the same i'm lucky enough to have had one one really good full-on view it was before mobile phone cameras. So, and I was really amazed how disciplined my brain was to say, right, this is something different. Check yeah. through yourself. Go through it. It's almost like a filing thing, flicking over, saying, are you yeah. sure? You know, it is a big cat. Are you sure? But let's check what else it could be. Your brain is actually discharging some discipline to say, you've got a chance to review what it is and to confirm what it is. But make sure you do that i was amazed it was almost like as you say a high higher power took over to review it absolutely i'd agree with you 100 percent. that's what it's like you're flicking through it's like and every time the answer is no you're looking at this this is the big cat (laughs) you're looking at this every time you're like and i'm like well could it be even though you know the answer to the question could it be that could it be you know it's it's mad and, and i had people message me saying oh you know there's black foxes in that and i'm like no it's this isn't a fox go away don't even go don't even go there like and there are another another fella sent me a picture of this big black dog i don't know what the name of the dog is and i'm like no lads you don't understand like it's just there's no point even i haven't even delved into trying to convince anyone i've gone past that and normally i would with with things i'm like i don't care literally i know what i saw and the people that have seen them in the past when i'm listening to a couple of them there in your podcast i'm like that's exactly it them they've they've seen it like they've seen what i like you know similar to what i saw like now the uk i would have said definitely there would have been uh, like there's loads of signs in the uk and i'm kind of going i feel that more believable to be honest i feel like it's more believable to think that they're in the uk but possibly not in ireland you know that sort of way like i'm kind of going hmm scratching my head but it is what it is. Just to get your bearings, you're in the Wexford area, we're saying. Southeast of Ireland, yeah. Below Dublin and sort of not far from Waterford, so people get their general bearings. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Going back to the, the problem with the clarity of the video footage, I think that is what you might call zoom distortion. It's basically the camera just cannot process it because of that clarity and funny enough some of my email network my grapevine some of us have got the video cameras which really work very high definition on long zoom because although i feel i'm unlikely to have the same experience again that i've had you know years ago when when i saw that one at a distance similar to yours i feel if it ever happens to me again and i have got this camera to hand i will be able to get clear zoomed in footage which yeah. will not have the mobile phones limitations and the problem is the skeptics or lots of other people who don't really think about photography they don't think how imperfect the mobile phone zoom is you know but they yeah. should try it themselves if they were just filmed a fox at night or filmed anything or their pet dog or pet cat at night dawn and dusk it's low light as well at least you had good light but you you still saw the the limitations of the zoom camera on the mobile phone the other thing is as well you have to remember i'm sort of shaking at the time almost 
with this this pure adrenaline that's run i'm like oh my god i'm like trying to hold the phone like what hmm. i can understand someone that's 100 percent skeptical in the sense that they would say ah there's no footage like with all the dash cams nowadays and all this da, 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 and there's none coming up dead and all now like so i can i can i can say to them i can say right i'm not going to argue with you i can understand your point but I know in my heart of hearts what I saw and what I captured. I know it's not the best, but at least we've something. But I have a question as well. Mm. I seen something uh, when I was looking up on YouTube and stuff. Um, does it seem to be in Britain? Does it seem like there's a, there's a couple of people saying there's a, like a little bit of a cover up almost of? Uh, there was one guy I think he he, he found one. Uh, I don't know what it was dead on the side of the road, and he was able to take a photo of it. And when he went back, he said something. It was taken away by army truck or something like that i think i don't know you probably know what i'm talking about do you yes i i can believe that i do feel things are whisked away what i think is that there is no systematic cover-up um it's just yeah. that when people in their job as uh, a ranger or a police officer or an army officer or somebody in officialdom it happens in their shift of work. You know, they don't sort of phone some central command and there's some sort of central diktat to say, we cannot allow Black Leopard yes. or, or Blountain Lion evidence to be out to the public. It's just that it's too difficult and too awkward for them in that situation to issue a press release and talk about it. I don't, you know, nobody's going to declare. They don't need to, you know, that, well, why would they? Why would they suddenly issue yeah. a press release and say, we'll do a briefing tomorrow on the six o'clock news and we'll put it, you know, out and to the world. Everyone. Yeah, what, what's the point? You know, it's not, it's not in yeah. their job description. They, they're not trained to deal with it. It's far too awkward. It's much easier to just tuck it under the carpet. It's like I think I said in the last episode, actually, um, one dash cam incident and two CCTV bits of footage. And those were you know, private companies that had them clear on their cameras. Yes, I heard you saying that. They all decided, what's the point of us declaring this and releasing this? We're going to have the world on our back, you know, the press on our back. We don't know the answers. You know, it's far easier to keep it quiet and just say nothing to say here. Move on. I heard you saying that their logo was in the in the footage or something like that you'd said. And then they were like, they were having none of it. Like, that's a silly excuse. Like, but I know what you're saying. I used to work for government sector and I know how uncoordinated things are and how you don't create a task and a job and create a budget for something that you don't need to, you know. So I think yes. uh, when a bit of evidence blows up, and somebody's, you know, on duty to review it, they just feel, no, we'll just keep it quiet. There's no need to go blabbing about this. And, and I think that's all understandable. We, we'd probably all do it in yes. our personal, professional lives if we were involved. But, but let me put it back to you, Lars. Say you were the farmer, or this was a private estate nearby, and clear footage was taken. Can you understand why they might not want it released and they may get just keep it quiet because that certainly happens and i have seen some of that stuff and i have been t briefed on some of that so that happens and that's not government that is private landowners private businesses you know again keep it quiet yeah because because uh, you know we're trying to keep this location you know away I, you know I, I feel that the last thing you want is journalists beating a path to the door you will find it quite an intrusion on your life if you get journalists doorstepping you or hassling you so there is all of that I've already had like the locals or the newspaper contact me today. Okay. 
Now, I was busy, so I didn't actually take the call. <laughs> He's probably going to listen back to this. It's entirely up to you, and, and everybody's judgment's different, and there's no right or wrong. But what tends to happen is it goes into the local paper, and the national papers and the tabloids know that this topic is trending. They know they're going to get loads and loads of web hits. Yeah. They don't care if people are rude about you, make spiteful comments in the comment yes. section. It's just good uh, headlines for them. And then eventually yeah. the location might be found out or you might get local people a bit angry. There's the difficulty. It is so tricky to manage the communication of this. Uh, but it's good that I think your local WhatsApp group have, disc- you know, at least you've done that side of things. Yeah, there's kind of, there's probably like a 50-50 kind of, I'd say, and that it seems to be. But what I meant to say to you as well is um, that the other guy that was talking to me, you might want to talk to him on your podcast or something, so I won't t- say too much, but mm-hmm. he was telling me, uh, again, real genuine guy, nice guy, he was telling me that a friend of his dad is in the army, Okay, and in, they were called out a few years ago to kill a Black Panther in Wicklow, which is not too uh, half an hour drive from here, a bit more like. I don't know. There's, no, there's more now. I didn't. I haven't actually spoke to this guy. It was just kind of on a Facebook messenger type thing. He was sending me messages, but uh, there's sort of stories around in Ireland. Like there doesn't seem to be as much in Ireland. Yeah, but of course, doing that, actually implementing that, is um, tricky. Who knows whether they did it or not? Did he know whether they exactly. managed? Exactly. No, he didn't. He didn't say whether they got it. Let's just say you heard that this one had been shot, killed deliberately because somebody uh, decided it couldn't be allowed to roam free in the local area. How would you feel about that? I think I'd feel a bit guilty. A little bit guilty. (laughs) As I said, I'm not a big hunter or anything like that. I'd shoot Mm. the odd rabbit. And when I say, if somebody says, oh, yeah, I'll have a bit of rabbit, and we go out and there's 20 in the field. If I shoot, if two people want a rabbit, I'll shoot two and that's it. And we'll shoot targets. I'm not one to kill rabbits for the sake of killing them. I'm just not like that. It's not my nature. If someone else spots this, which I think they will soon, because of where it is, like, and I hope it happens soon. Well, the speed of it anyway, I think they'd have a serious job trying to shoot it. But if it's a situation where someone, I think I would feel a bit bad. Hmm. But at the same time, if, if, I, if I spoke to the person that shot it, and if they were able to say to me, well, look, we couldn't take a risk of this. This was this was in and around where kids are. Or this was, a, I could understand their take on that. But at the same time, in my in my little head, if they were no threat to us, it would be lovely to, to see if you're mm. going in. Now, in an environment, to be honest with you, Rick, if I was in the field uh, where I go shooting, in the fields where we go shooting, mm. and I seen it in the distance a couple of fields away, I'd, I'd literally sit down and watch it. I would love that. But it was just that it was too, literally the saying, it's too close to home. It was way too close to my home. And that's what, that's the only thing that, that that's why I have the fear. And now I wouldn't go out looking to shoot at myself or anything like that. But I would, yeah, I wouldn't be all for someone going and killing the animal if it's not a direct threat. That being said, I don't want something to happen to someone and someone say, oh, Jesus, we should have gone out and... So it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one because there's no straight answer for me for that one, to be honest. And the video, of course, is up on the island Facebook group, isn't it? So people can see it there. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. And the photo as well, the still photo as well is on it, yeah. And you can see my, my original comment where I was kind of going, uh, guys, has anyone um, <laughs> anyone else seen uh, when I'm sitting back waiting for, for something to come back in, you know? So you can see all that there. Feeling your way into it. 
Exactly, yeah, yeah. What I liked about them was as well, like I said earlier, they didn't all just jump on it as if to say, yeah, look at this, this is definitely it. Yeah, they were it, cautious. They're, they're looking at it and, and they're, yeah, and they're having a chat and they're saying, no, no, they waited and then they said, no, this is legit. Like, It's called Big Cat Reports of Ireland. Big Cat Reports of Ireland on Facebook. Excellent. And it is the one and only Facebook site for discussing big cat issues in Ireland and all power to their elbow and great that you've joined and a part of it. Right, I think we'll sign off, Lyle. Thanks ever so much for this. It's been riveting and so good to hear a fresh report and your emotional response. And um, anything else, let us know and keep in touch. But thanks ever so much for coming on Big Cat Conversations. I will do. Thanks a million, Rick. I look forward to listening to the rest of the podcast. Just to clarify that the previous guest that La was referring to in Sensing a Big Cat Nearby was Janet, a previous guest from Ireland from episode 48. Okay, on to our word of the week. It's something I'm going to struggle to pronounce, but perhaps few people will know if I've messed it up because we have the Irish word for beast, which is behioch. It's spelt B-E-I-T-H-I-O-C-H. The interesting point about this use of the word in Irish is that it has origins linked with the word horse. So it illustrates how beast isn't always connected with a menacing and threatening animal, but maybe a big and powerful one that can be uncontrollable and untamable. So there's an example of how beast doesn't always imply a dangerous animal that we should automatically fear. So there we are, the Irish beast Behioch, as our word of the week. We are back with more from Ireland soon as we have an interview with the author Nick Albert and discussing his family's past encounters with big cats. But meantime, it should be Gloucestershire next. And in fact, during the past six weeks or so, it's been busy with at least six different reports here in Gloucestershire where I'm based, all of large black ones, all at locations with a history of sightings. So the grapevine is working well and local investigators are on the case here. So, more from Gloucestershire next time. We're signing off now. Thanks again to La for his help with this episode and thanks everyone for listening and supporting the show. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>